0: In under a year, she had lost touch with all of her friends, girls whose hair she had braided into hers, whose naked bodies she had watched more closely than her own. And so she would tell no one about the first day he took her up in a plane. They had disappeared into their new lives, those Cindy's and Judy's at Scripps and Mills and Bryn Mawr, and she into hers. The gin cut with lime, the desert cut with wind. Her forearms and deltoids were toned from lifting the chrome canisters above her and shaking. The sounds of the planes from the base a mile away ceased by five, a quiet that always seemed to register with the men as a failure. It was as if when the noises stopped, they began looking for someone to blame. When someone called her a cunt the first time, she made his $10 change in pennies. There was not a second, at least, that she heard. Her stationery had been lilac, embossed in gold, a gift from her parents. And the day she met him, she had just thrown it out, watched the color take on oil in the trash under the register. Vincent and Fay were the only people who did not step outside the bar to watch. But they could hear the hooves shifting on the buckling metal slide and the pilot's hands slapping at the shallow pool. The horse was Lloyd astride him Faye's sister, Charlie. If Charlie's palomino could make it down the slide without slipping, walk the chlorinated circle, and leap over the stand of coral and olive cacti that bordered the far edge of the pool, five of the men had vowed to make their next flight without pants. If Lloyd failed or his passenger fell, Charlie owed all sixteen present a steak dinner." On the wall, a fractured Coca-Cola clock set five after seven. The wagers' conception had left the stools along the bar pulled far from their original line, some bunched in groups where men had made bets on the bet, one on its side in the middle of the room. Atop it had stood Rusty, a pilot famous among them for a flawless record with carrier landings, and for once having drawn, on the sleeping face of the first man to break the speed of sound, a permanent-markered monocle. He had pushed back his feather-fine blonde hair as he composed an impromptu limerick. There was an old horsey named Lloyd who never did see too much Freuda. Vincent sat closest to the screen door, where a desert wind came through, warm and pointed. It was his first time at the doctor's, as it was unofficially called. I was at the doctor's until very late, they would say. The doctor demanded to see me. Fay leaned on the warped wood of the bar, her sight fixed on the window above the piano. Through it, a green bark tree with yellow flowers leaned at an angle that suggested remorse somehow, pleading. She poured from high, the liquor catching the strata of dusky light before reaching his tumbler. Faye... Vincent. He spoke his name without meeting her face, which she had turned toward him and opened, somehow, a stern way she had of holding it released. Not in the gambling mood tonight? He sat with shoulders gnarled forward, shook his jaw left and right. There are monkeys better behaved than some of these fucks after eight, she said. Would you call them flying fucks? She raised her glass. Gin, just ice, no soda. You're not the only one thinking a monkey might do a better job, he said. God bless us and God bless the Russians. I personally derive no small bit of happiness from the thought of those chimps in flight suits. Imagine the underwear. Imagine the shoes. He straightened to look at her, the remaining light showing the difference between his eyes, one green and glacial the other flinty, lightless as an ashtray. He was thirty-three, but retained the sandiness of a boy's complexion, a face the son loved but hadn't punished. Outside they chanted her sister's name, the horses, the different cries mutating into one unrecognizable slogan of drunken menace. Someone stepped into their car to turn the radio on, and the headlights sailed through the mesh door, beating down on the tilted portraits of aviators and Hollywood cowboys, the pale lucite beads that necklace the beer taps. Ain't a gonna need this house no longer. Ain't a gonna need this house no more, came the music.